Hey, welcome back here to Sports Syndicate. I'm your host, Luke Washington, and we're going to continue a little bit more with college football. Like I said, uh, definitely the signature game of the weekend was Clemson and, and Georgia. Uh, game day was there from ESPN. It seemed to be the greatest atmosphere in the whole wide world. In fact, I'll be all honest with you. I was having dinner with my family. I rushed through dinner through my family. You know, we went to a place close to the house just so I could get back in time to see that game. And I tell you what, I wasn't disappointed. The fans wasn't disappointed. And our next guest is on, who was coming on with us definitely was not disappointed. We have Brian Lewis from Shaking the Southland with us, SB Nation. How you doing tonight, Brian? Pretty good message for you. I am doing awesome. And I want to start with the atmosphere there. I, I've been to Clemson one time to see a game. Like I said, that was back in the 90s. I went to homecoming at Clemson when I was actually thinking about transferring to Clemson. Never ended up doing it. But I know that stadium can get really, really loud. How was it all day Saturday there in Death Valley? Oh, it, it's probably been the greatest atmosphere Clemson's seen. I mean, certainly in my time, I started in 08, graduated in 2011. But uh, I'd argue maybe since the Bowden Bowl back in uh, 99 or so, when Tommy Bowden was first hired, it, Clemson hasn't been that crazy for a game since then. And arguably probably the 80s if you ask a lot of the old timers it was a it was a special night whoa you could say the old timers kind of made me feel bad about myself <laughs> no I, I would definitely fit into uh that category of the old timers but getting uh getting to some of the things that happened the other night you know Sammy Watkins had a big night I mean it was a signature night that we have not seen since he was a, a freshman there and we know that he had the sophomore slump there was some talk about him not playing hard had a couple of off-the-field incidents uh, in his sophomore year. You know, he looked really, really focused on Saturday. Is this the Sammy Watkins that we're going to expect to see all year at Clemson? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, obviously all of us at Clemson were pretty disappointed uh, with his performance last season, but part of that, obviously, his suspension, missed the first two games, and then he was carrying a stomach virus for part of uh, the season. He lost about 10 to 15 pounds. You know, when you lose that kind of weight that fast, it's really hard to recover. But, you know, this year he's the man with uh, the, with New Hopkins gone, the NFL, he's going to be the number one guy, and I think he's easily going to rise to that challenge this year. Yeah, and it, and it seemed like he was rising to it. Uh, now, I know part of it was probably poor tackling, but definitely on, on the touchdown, on the broken tackle, on the way down the field. You know, Taj Boyd also looked great. I know... It, Everyone's been talking about Winston out this weekend from Florida State because he was so amazing last night. But Saturday night, I thought that Taj Boyd looked like an NFL quarterback. Again, the question with Clemson always is, can they keep this up for the whole year? How do you feel about Taj Boyd? Do you think that these type of numbers are something that we can realistically expect out of him all year? Oh, definitely. I mean, the, the truth is Clemson goes as far as Taj Boyd takes them this year. We saw it in the Peach Bowl against LSU. The one mainly because of him and his desire. Uh and this year, you know, just as a stat against SEC teams, his first three SEC games, which he lost all of, he had forty five percent completion percentage and about hundred and thirteen yards a game. Uh in the past two, both victories, that's up to sixty eight percent completion and three hundred and eight yards per game. Yep. I think he's turned the corner and he's he's gonna take us I, he should take us to Charlotte 
and possibly even Pasadena this year. Yeah, and, and that's the one thing, uh, and I hate to be one of these guys, but a lot of people will look at schedules and talk about schedules that are favorable, unfavorable. When you look at Clemson's schedule on the surface, it looks like they have a, a at least a chance of, of running the table. The, the question always about Clemson has been they have that one conference game when they come up inexplicably short, and you're wondering to yourself, how did Clemson lose this one? Do you see that danger game anywhere on that schedule? I heard one of the things I heard on um, Sirius XM Radio, their college sports uh, station, was they were looking at the Maryland game, saying, "Hey, that Maryland noon start there to college uh, uh, College Park here in Maryland, that could be that game where Clemson traditionally trips up." To me, Clemson seems to be coming off more focused than what I've ever seen them, or at least I've seen them since 1981. It, is everyone down there getting that same feel? Yeah, I mean, I think the fan base has been through too many uh, Clemsoning games to uh, to quite erase it from their memories. But this this is as confident as anyone's been about the team, you know, despite the defensive problems. And yeah, Maryland's given us trouble, but my my scare is always going to be Georgia Tech just because yep. of the triple option. Yep. Uh, you know, we get twelve days to prepare for it this time around, but. You know, how many crazy things have we seen in college football with the triple option? Uh, and I'm also kind of worried about NC State, which is our third game. It's a Thursday night game. You know, we have a long time to prepare for it, but strange, strange things tend to happen on Thursday night games, as we all know. So those are my two to look out for beyond, obviously, Florida State and South Carolina, which are the big ones for us. Oh, yeah. And, and South Carolina, uh, speaking of your, your in-state rival there, uh, South Carolina, even though they did have an impressive win uh, against the University of North Carolina on Thursday, I think people were kind of disappointed in how Clowney played. And really, outside the first two possessions, I don't know how much you watched of that. Outside those first two or three possessions, uh, they didn't look like the South Carolina we thought we were going to see. You know, so, yeah, I, yeah, I can understand. And I know there's a long way to go. That's just week one. But I, I could definitely see Clemson in a position of that game having a chance to send them to Pasadena. But I wanted to ask you about their rushing. McDowell had 132 yards rushing the other night, and as teams start preparing more for Boyd, Watkins, and uh, and Clemson's passing game, it's going to be imperative for McDowell to run the ball. I just wanted to get your input on the Clemson's offensive line and how they run block. Is this something that we could see out of McDowell all year? Is this going to be a constant that we're going to see these 115, 120-yard games out of this guy? Yeah, I think it's certainly possible. And, uh, you know, the real question maybe also is how much we see of uh, Zach Brooks, mm-hmm. who, you know, he had a t- nice little touchdown catch on a on a wheel route against Georgia. And he's, he's really well thought of. He's put on some good weight. But the big thing for both Brooks, and what's really going to determine their playing time is their ability to block. And uh, Chad Mullis, our offensive coordinator's scheme, because he sends out the tight ends and three receiver sets a lot, there's usually only five linemen. So the running back's got to be able to recognize the blitz pick up, you know, where he needs. And that's part of the reason we saw Andre Ellington in the game so much last year was because he was the only one that really could understand the blocking schemes and block. And I was really pleased with what McDowell showed um, Saturday night as well as what Brooks did. And, I, you know, I, those 
and anything we can get from it's going to be a good thing. Now going from and the gravy. Yeah, now going from the good to the bad. I want to talk a little bit about about Clemson's defense. They gave up uh, 545 yards, uh, 222 yards rushing, 323 yards passing. Which one are you worried about the most? Um, you know, it, it's really our. It's got to be our secondary. Uh, that scares me more than anything, just because we are we we've missed big on recruits the past couple years, and it, it looks like our defensive line is, you know, it'd be great, but it's kind of one of those that it'll be sufficient. Whereas if we blow coverage, as we saw, we blow tackles. That's that's going to just make games longer, uh, and it really worries me. Luckily, uh, one of our True freshman uh, Alexander at quarterback, really well thought of recruit. Uh, he didn't he didn't play last on Saturday. He tweaked his uh, tweaked his hamstring. So hopefully going forward that'll help. But uh, yeah, no, it it's kind of, it's a scary thought with our defense. Yeah, and and the tackling uh, was frankly put it, it was kind of horrible. I mean, I just, I thought that the uh, the Georgia backs got to the second and third level way too much in the game and then once they got into that secondary they were able to break off like chunks of yardage which obviously during the conference season Clemson's going to have to find some way to uh to kind of stem that stem that tide or teams are going to be able to shorten games but you brought up uh recruits and that's that was one of the reasons I wanted to have you on who is winning the recruiting battle between South Carolina and Clemson when it comes to in-state recruits you know as, as much as it hurts, I probably have to give it to South Carolina in the past couple of years, especially in the important areas of offensive line, defensive line. Mm-hmm. You know, those are all the big games are always won in the trenches. You know, that doesn't matter if it's, you know, Auburn, Oregon back in 2010, it was one on the lines. Mm-hmm. And we haven't done a great job of getting those recruits especially out of South Carolina recently. And that's the big reason South Carolina's won four straight on us is they've got those recruits and they're able to physically manhandle us. And mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, in the coming seasons, especially with wins like this, Dabo can begin to draw in some of those guys. And what do you think is the big difference in that? Do you think it's because uh, South Carolina is in the SEC? Uh, why do you think South Carolina is beating Clemson as some of those recruits? Part of it, obviously, is Steve Spurrier, which, as much as we like to rag on him at Clemson, uh, he's one heck of a football coach, and he knows how to recruit, and he knows how to have fun doing it. But another thing I think also is that uh, one of the biggest things Clemson doesn't do well is strength and conditioning. Uh, We only recently got a training table, you know, to allow the team to eat one meal together, which helps, you know, avoid the fast food and all that junk and we still have problems in the weight room i feel you know we're a little bit too old school especially with the up tempo that's needed and i think recruits do look at that stuff and they go okay you know let's look at what south carolina is doing that you know that's new that's the that's the hip way to do things and it's really paying off and uh, yeah obviously the sec helps a lot Right. Oh, and you can go up against Bama and Georgia year in, year out. So you feel like that Clemson's facilities aren't first rate by today's standards? Because I believe recently South Carolina redid their facilities, correct? So do you think that Clemson needs to upgrade 
their facilities. Because it sounds like to me, um, for a school like Clemson, that they're kind of lagging behind. The facilities themselves are great. We actually, uh, for any of the blimp shots that you saw, the West End Zone, which is opposite the hill, they Uh recently expanded all that. They've put in a new weight room there, new offices. I think the facilities were good. It's more of the actual coaching uh, with strength and conditioning for us. But, no, we we just opened up a new indoor practice facility, uh, I believe, it was December that it opened. Uh-huh. Um, time for some ball practices. Yeah, it's Clemson really does kind of have that classic. We've got the SEC and everything, but results on the field. Well, you know, it's mm-hmm. atmosphere, facilities, coaching. We we've got it all. Uh, we just got to win. Who are who do you feel like is Clemson's chief rival? Is it South Carolina or is it someone that's actually in the conference? Oh, it it's South Carolina without a doubt. It's, okay. It's one of those. Honestly, if Dabo Dabo could go eleven and one, win the ACC championship and win the Orange Bowl this year, mm-hmm. and if that loss is to South Carolina, that is going to be a big problem for him in South Carolina because yeah, that yeah. would be a record five straight losses, and that that's not going to fly very well. Wow. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I hope Dabo doesn't have pressure on him like that. I really do think that Dabo. And and correct me if I was wrong. When he was first hired, I read a lot of things that said that Clemson made the wrong hire. But it looks like right now Clemson made the right hire. Do you agree with that, or am I off base on that? No, I, you had, that's pretty much the exact same thing that was my thought. When it was the first first made, to me it was, uh, they're trying to save here. I think he was making like five, 600000 a year. You know, this is, this is a cheap hire. They still got to pay Bowden's buyout because... The athletic department screwed that up. You know, they're just trying to get out of it. But to Dabo's credit, I mean, he, 2009, played exact, you know, played the talent level, got to the ACC title game. 2010 was rough, but he, he came back and made changes. He was willing to hire Chad Morris and fire Billy Napier, who really shouldn't have been an offensive coordinator. Uh, and he made the change with Kevin Steele after the Orange Bowl debacle. Mm-hmm. Uh, bringing in Brent Venable. So I, as long as he continues to learn from any mistakes he makes, I have I don't have a problem with him staying at Clemson, but I do question if he's got that, I guess I want to say, cutthroatness right. to win a national title. You know, because he, he's a very loyal guy, which is nice, but I kind of wonder if sometimes he's a little too loyal to, you know, players and staff who should really be cut loose. Oh, cool. Well, I totally agree with you, Brian. I enjoyed the fact that you came on tonight. You know, we talked about you coming on before the Clemson-Georgia game, and once the game was playing out the way that was playing out, I was like, damn, I'm glad he is definitely coming on. But like all our guests, I want to ask you two questions. One, after this big win, what do you feel like at the end of the regular season Clemson's record will be? You know, I'm I'm going to say it. They're going to go to Pasadena. Uh, they they will be undefeated heading into the BCS national title game. Um, wow. I'd, I'd put money on it right now. You know, I uh, wow. I grew up in SEC country down in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm a big fan of, you know what, they can do it. Let's shoot for the sky. National titles. <laughs> and, and the second thing I wanted to ask you is, like, we, like I said, we asked all our guests, please tell our listeners where they can find you on Twitter and print. This is your your time to kind of advertise yourself. 
Thank you. Uh, online, we're shakingthesouthland.com. It's a SB Nation blog for Clemson. Uh, on Twitter, I can be found at Brian underscore Goodison, G-O-O-D-I-S-O-N. Uh, do a lot of soccer stuff as well. But uh, okay. our Twitter feed for Shaking the Southland is at Shaking Southland. Gotcha. Well, I appreciate you coming on, Brian. I, I I like for your case, for your sake, for Clemson to run the table because if they run the table, I'm definitely going to give you a call before they go to Pasadena. That sounds like a plan. All right, thanks, Brian. That was Brian Lewis from SB Nation um, covering Clemson uh, football. Exciting time down there for them as they got the big win over Georgia. And I have to give them a lot of credit. They ended up last season with a big bowl win against LSU that people noticed but didn't notice, and then they followed up by opening night beating Georgia, who um, is one of the top SEC schools. So this is big for Dabo. I would like to think that he could go 11-1, and whether that loss to South Carolina or not, be able to keep his job. I can understand it, though. When you have a rival, losing five in a row um, to that rival is tough. It's, it's definitely tough. But